Welcome to Luna the Podcast. My name is Carolina Salazar, also known as the Carolina Lifestyle on TikTok and Instagram. My goal with this podcast is to demystify modern spirituality, talk about all things holistic health and wellness, and to also empower you to show up as your best and highest self. Thank you so much for being here. I look forward to seeing you in the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Luna the Podcast. I hope you're having a very beautiful day and I hope you're doing well. On this episode, I am going to be opening up about my spiritual journey. And I've hesitated with recording this episode or releasing this episode because I honestly believe that when it comes to a spiritual journey, and if you're listening and you are on a spiritual journey, you'll probably resonate with this. I honestly just think that there's no end point. And I'm not recording this episode to say I am perfectly healed and I have everything figured out. Like, it's really not that. And the point of this episode is really just to show the progression of my journey so far. I think I'm still learning so much and I have come very far from where I began. But at the same time, there's still a lot of things that I'm working through and that I'm learning and that I still have to learn. Like, there's so much of my life that I still have to live. But I think that in recording this episode, hopefully you'll also see that the journey is magic and the journey is always evolving and growth is non-linear. And before I recorded this, I went back through my camera roll. I went back through some old journals that I have just to really see the progression for myself because... The journey has evolved over a long period of time and it's been so mixed with so many other things going on in my life. So I really see my journey as tied to like phases of my life and different things that were going on at the time and there's interconnections between my spiritual journey and my physical health journey and my mental health journey and everything's so interlinked. But I'm going to try to focus as much as possible on the spiritual component and the spiritual evolution and how it came to be, and the things that I've learned along the way, and also things that have helped me. So with that out of the way, with that said, let's dive into the episode. I hope you guys enjoy this. This will be a little bit more of a vulnerable episode, similar to my mental health journey episode, and I really hope you guys enjoy it. So without further ado, grab a glass of water, get cozy, get ready, and let's dive into this story time. Wow, so looking at my notes, they're pretty hefty, but we're ready. We're ready. I'm prepared. I'm ha- I'm really happy that I wrote these notes down because they're going to help me stay grounded and stay on track. So to start out, I just wanted to kind of go over my upbringing and the type of experience that I had growing up because I do think that our upbringing does affect our spiritual beliefs, our spiritual growth, and what even we think about spirituality when we hear the word. So... In my case, I grew up in a family where my dad is atheist slash agnostic. Like, he isn't religious, none of that, and my mom is very spiritual. But regardless of that, I was raised Catholic, so I had a first communion, but we were never very religious. I probably have been to church max five times in my life. Like, I can't really count how many times, but my mom has always been very spiritual, so... My mom is like kind of witchy. She's always had little hunches about things. She will pick up on my emotional states even if I don't say anything. She is like a little psychic, you know, so she has that energy to her. She also is certified in energy healing. So growing up, that was something I was around. It was something that was talked about in my house. And also, my family on my mom's side has worked with mediums before because two people on my family, my mom's side of the family, passed away very out of nowhere, very unexpectedly. And so, before I even was born, my mom's side of the family has worked with mediums to connect with them and hear from them. And it's definitely a big part of my mom's side of the family's experience. So... When I was growing up, I I kind of had, like, an understanding of 
what it might have been like, but I didn't know too, too much. I was just kind of interested in it. I remember when my mom would mention it, I was curious and I wanted to learn more. And I always enjoyed when my mom did energy healing on me. And I was always somewhat intrigued by spirituality. I remember I had a babysitter who had a Scorpio necklace and I asked her what it was. And so there was a part of me that was already activated within me that was curious about the spiritual world, but it was only in my freshman year of college so in between freshman year and sophomore year that I really had my like first big introduction to spirituality so I remember my freshman year was it was really challenging I had gone through my eating disorder I was healing from my eating disorder I was like kind of in the period of like physical healing so like gaining weight back and that kind of stuff I was also really struggling with boys and just being mistreated by boys and not really owning my worth and falling into all these like very annoying situations with guys that was not very pleasant but it was a rough year it was a year of a lot of growth and so when I came back from freshman year my mom encouraged me to watch The Secret and at that period in my life I was kind of open to it so I watched it and I remember after that moment my eyes were kind of lit up and it's kind of a marking moment for me in my story because I really started realizing the power of our thoughts and I was more attuned to energy and I kind of understood how we can change our reality if we look at things differently. Like there's this one scene from The Secret that I remember till this day where the in the movie they were talking about like this girl like she wakes up and let's say she like stubs her toe and then there's like not any more toothpaste and then she starts getting all frustrated and then she gets stuck in traffic and then she's even more frustrated and there's all these negative emotions that pile up and it's almost like it gets progressively worse and then they run through this whole situation again where she instead of feeling frustrated like when she stubs her toe the first time she instead just like kind of brushes it off and proceeds with a smile and you know continues seeing the positive side of things and that really just stuck with me. So then my sophomore year of college, I remember I told my two closest friends about The Secret. And it wasn't like, I was like, to one of them, I was like, oh my gosh, I watched this movie. It's really cool. Like, you should watch it. And then I think I watched it with her and we talked about it. She was kind of like a new friend that I made early in sophomore year. And then there was another one of my friends who was going through a kind of like a dark patch. And I told her to watch the movie and she till this day tells me that it changed her life and I think that it was really really powerful to be able to share this with both of them so you know I started kind of being introduced to this world and I remember I used to like manifest a seat at the library and like do like small little manifestations but like in the macro lens I was still very much in a pretty dark place the environment that I was in during college was very work hard, play hard, and I was a party girl. Like, I was an overachiever in school. I was very disciplined. I studied hard. I got A's. Like, I excelled, and eventually it came to realize that it was just this wounded inner part of me, my inner child, that wanted to feel this external validation and approval and all of that, but I had this side of myself. I was very, very hardworking. But then I just used partying and being this party girl persona as like my outlet where I just would drink or I would smoke and I would just kind of dissociate. And I just like in that state, like there was no way I could care. There was no way I could be that perfect overachiever, the perfect girl. Like it was just impossible in that state. So it was this like huge black and white reality of my life where, you know, I would wake up and I would feel super hungover and super confused and embarrassed and just my coping mechanism was going to the library and going back to you know hardworking and grinding and pretending like everything was fine and brushing it off and the truth is too that I was around an environment that perpetuated this like it wasn't just me my friends and the social groups that I was around were the very same way like everyone was very heavy into partying and just everyone was work hard play hard and everyone also cared a lot about status and money and gossip and what other people look like and who uh, someone else was hooking up with and whatever. Like, it was very gossipy and it was very toxic. 
and I understand like we were all learning and growing and we were all in our own like little journeys but still that was the environment that I was in and it was really hard it was definitely really hard and I think part of the reason why I fell to that persona too was because in high school I was like very goody two shoes my parents were pretty strict I never really partied in high school so it was like I got to college and I was like wow like it's time for me to go and party and like go crazy anyways I also really struggled with anxiety at that time I had a lot of emotions I felt a lot and I just didn't really know how to express my feelings so they just kind of bottled up inside me and that really affected my relationships with friends it also really affected my relationship to myself because a lot of the times these were feelings that I had about my life about myself about my body about boys so come junior year I still had somewhat of a connection to spirituality I remember my junior year was when I first made a vision board and I still was kind of like into this stuff but it was very surface level it was like not even 10% of my life that I thought about any of this stuff related to spirituality like I was very enmeshed in like the physical experience you know and the partying and the food and the healing and like ugh, like it was just a hard time I see it now like there was so much healing that I needed to do but it was a part of my experience and honestly me opening up about it on this podcast is extremely vulnerable and very uncomfortable for me but I know it's important to shine light on my reality at the time so Fast forward to junior year. I've mentioned this before, but I was recruiting and that was a really hard time too. And then I went abroad. And at that time I was in a relationship and I wasn't very happy in that relationship. And I didn't speak my truth in that relationship. And then I went abroad and we were long distance and abroad was chaos because I was in Milan and COVID hit Milan first out of anywhere in Europe. So I had to come back home and there was a lot of turbulence, a lot of chaos. So I come home, I simultaneously am like, what the heck is happening? I was honestly illusioned and I thought I was going back to Europe in two weeks. And then I went through a breakup and honestly, it just kind of felt like my world was crumbling. And there's this book that I'm kind of reading, like I read parts of it every now and then. It's called You Are a Goddess. And it was talking about this one goddess, I think it's pronounced Kali. K-A-L-I and what this goddess does is she comes into your life and she just causes complete chaos so that everything in your life has to basically burn down to the ground and be built anew and I really think that's what was happening in my life at that time like there had to be all this chaos and all this inner turmoil so that everything could get kind of destructed and built again in a with a much more strong foundation so start of covid I come back home and I am like just going through it and then a lot of different things come into my life and it's all kind of together and it was also just like a progression and an evolution so the first thing that came into my life was the power of now I was checking my camera roll and I have a picture of the book on March 15th so very early on in quarantine one of my good friends that same one who I had mentioned the secret to she told me about the power of now and she said this book is amazing you should read it I think you'll really like it and I think it'll be everything you need to hear right now and I wasn't reading any books at that time I wasn't really like I didn't have anything to do it was quarantine so I instantly buy the book and as I started reading it it was like my world turned upside down my views turned upside down. My realization turned upside down. And I really just learned so much. That book, I always say, like, there's nothing like reading that book. And I've been really feeling called to reread it. But anyway, I learned a lot about awareness. And I learned a lot about observing the inner critic. And what it's like to feel like you're stuck living in the past overthinking the past or anxious about the future like regretting decisions but none of that is really you being present so I started tapping into this idea of being present and I started learning about other people like in my relationship to them and how their narratives and how their pain come up and then how that affects my relationship to them so this was 
related to friends and to my family and just reflecting on the past and, and about so many things. So I started really having all these like light bulbs going off in my head. At the same time, I also got back in touch with one of my best friends from life. She and I met when I was living in Brazil and to this day, she's one of my best friends. Her name is Gabby and we've known each other for like 11 years, but we've had periods of time where we like didn't talk as much. So this was a period of time when we really got back in touch and she was a rock for me during this time. We were a rock for each other and we were both healing a lot. And so we would have lots of long FaceTime calls and we would talk about what we were journaling about. And then we were just kind of growing together. And that really, really helped me during this time. And I even found the picture that I had like a screenshot on April 3rd, guys. Like this was early on in my journey. And it said it was like an ascension timeline meditation. I didn't even meditate at this time. Like, I probably had meditated once or twice ever in my life. So, I was still very early on in the journey. And then, but as you can see, I was becoming more open. These things were finding their way to me. The universe were sending them to me. And then, on April 16th, I was scrolling on Instagram and I came across this course called Becoming the One by Rising Woman. And I instantly bought it. It is a course about conscious relationships and really learning to be conscious and what that means when you are in relationship with others in romantic relationships and also in familial relationships and in friendships. And it's really about healing. So the course was like all that I needed during that time. It was so powerful and it was the first course that I ever bought and it's so funny, like, I literally bought it instantly because it, it's not a very expensive course. I think it's less than $100. So I bought it, and the first part of the course is shadow work, and then there was another part of the course that was about kind of, like, looking at all your past relationships and patterns between them and how you showed up in them and fears you had and patterns and all these things. So I start healing. I start doing this course. It was a lot of journaling. It was a lot of deep inner work. This whole time, too, I'm, like, reconnecting with old friends. I'm going on lots of walks. I am, like, tanning outside and embracing more stillness in my life. And then I have this screenshot on April 30th of something that I saved on my phone that was confidence affirmations. These were the first affirmations that I ever found, and I found them on Pinterest. And they're some of the best affirmations ever. And I remember I started saying them in the mirror and I sent them to Gabby and we were doing them together. And then on May 8th, Gabby asked me if I wanted to learn how to meditate. And she added me to a group for the 21 Days of Abundance Meditation Challenge by Deepak Chopra. That was another marking moment in my life. One of the most amazing things that ever happened to me. I joined this group chat and basically we did the challenge together and I carried through the challenge the whole way and I learned so much because the challenge is not only about helping you become consistent with meditation it's also a way for you to learn a lot about topics like abundance so I started really learning a lot about Deepak Chopra's seven spiritual laws of success which are the basis of this challenge and then I created my own meditation group challenge because it's a part of the challenge itself and so I connected with other friends who would be into it and just kind of started this like ripple effect in my life and so I'm going through the challenge and then I remember me and Gabby also were part of this like witch circle that she had with some of her friends in Mexico and I just joined their group chat and so I would learn about like if a new moon was coming up or a full moon or something like that and we would do rituals together. So I have a screenshot from May 7th which was a full moon in Scorpio during Taurus season exactly two years ago and so I was all, as you can see, like all this stuff was going on. And at the same time, I was really connecting with astrology, just like tracing back a bit. Right before I went abroad at the end of 2019, some of my family from Brazil was visiting me for the holidays. And one of my cousins told me that I really had to check out this website called Astrolink. It's like a Brazilian website. And he was like, you have to download it and read all about it. It's super interesting. So I download Astrolink and I'm reading all about my chart and I'm learning so much. So my journey with astrology had already kind of begun at the end of 2019 and he told me to just like peruse the website and I found like a preview of 2020 article and I remember I read it 
and I was like, oh, this is interesting. And I remember they were saying, like, there was something that was going to happen with Capricorn, and there was going to be, like, something that would happen that was similar to 2008 with the stocks crashing, all this stuff. I was like, huh, what's going to happen this year? Like, I'm kind of curious, but I'm kind of scared. I forget about it. And then I remember, right, when everything was kind of going down in March and the stocks were crashing, I remembered this article. So I pulled it back up and I was like, holy shit, this is describing what's going on right now. And this is going to be a long process because what the article is saying, too, was that the new normal or like whatever, like the out of this situation would only happen when all the planets entered Aquarius. The planets that were in Capricorn entered Aquarius and the last one would be Pluto. And Pluto would only enter Aquarius in 2023. So from the very beginning of the pandemic, I already kind of knew. I was like, guys, like this is going to last a while. Like This is not something that's going to end in a year. And everyone was like, no, no. Like Everyone was kind of trying to figure out what it would be. But deep down, I almost had this reassurance because I had seen it play out so clearly based on what I read at the end of 2019. So that really was what kickstarted my connection to astrology. And so I started reading everything, guys. Like I was finding every article possible about all the placements in my charts. I was listening to podcasts about it. I found this app called Sanctuary where you could talk to an astrologer basically like on demand for like 15 minutes via text. So I started doing that. I was trying to understand what was going on in my life, like how the planets were interacting with my chart. And I was just learning, learning, learning like so much deep diving, especially into my own chart and then also into the charts of my family, just like learning a ton and so my journey with astrology was evolving in parallel to all of this too but then a bunch of things just then a bunch of things kind of evolved at the same time I like made a new vision board and was kind of like a who I am vision board so I printed out pictures of everything that I am like it wasn't a vision board where I was trying to manifest anything I was just trying to connect to myself deeply so I made this collage of everything that I am every place I've lived every hobby I have words that I think describe me and I still have it hanging in my room and I freaking love this vision board so I remember I did that it was like around mid-May of 2020 and then after that was when I did the the 75 hard challenge and then I started my TikTok all of this at the same time as you guys probably know if you listen to the mental health episode I started therapy and then I started working with my new therapist and my current therapist in July and my work with her really kickstarted also my connection to the feminine because I realized that I am very, very in the masculine a lot of the times and I've, I had been for a super long time. I remember in their, I think it was our first or second session, she asks me, how would you describe yourself as a woman? And I was like, what? Like, I don't know how to answer that question. So right after that session, which was like session number two, like July 2020, I bought this book called the wild woman's way so i started learning a lot about connecting to the divine feminine and then i stumbled upon the chakras i don't know how i think someone mentioned it on a podcast i was listening to or i found it on tiktok and then i went and i listened to podcasts describing someone's journey with chakra healing and i was super intrigued so i started finding chakra balancing meditations on youtube and i started doing those because the challenge at that point with deepak chopra had ended so i was trying to figure out what to do going forward so I was doing like random meditations here and there and I was trying to learn how to be consistent with it so I was doing a lot of YouTube meditations and then I found the chakra ones so I was doing all of that so as you can see like from March to like end of summer it was a huge period of growth for me spiritually because I was learning about presence I was learning about feminine energy I was learning to meditate I was learning about the chakras I was learning about astrology. I was going through a breakup and learning how to be alone and learning how to be conscious as a person, as Carolina. Like, how can I be conscious? And I was also working. I was also working with a new therapist, and I was just doing a lot of work on feeling whole and complete in myself. That was what the course was about. It was becoming the one for me, and it was a huge learning lesson that I had. And so I was really, really learning to work through that. And when all of this was happening in my life, I also felt like I had no one to talk about this with because while some of my friends are spiritual and even my mom is spiritual, none of them were going through this level of like a shakeup as I was. 
And I really thought like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I want everyone I know to know about this. I was, I want everyone I know to heal with me. And I think it was just because I wanted to be able to talk about it with other people. And that's why I'm so grateful that I have this podcast. And hopefully this podcast is a platform that you can connect to if you're on a spiritual journey and realizing like there are other people on this journey too. So anyway, I remember I was going through all of this healing and growing and I wanted my family to feel the same way and think the same way. And as I said, my dad's atheist. He does not have this spiritual side. Like he's, he embraces the astrology stuff, but the rest, oh my gosh, no, like he's not into it at all. So we had a lot of bickering, a lot of back and forth and a lot of just like disagreements because he just didn't believe the same things that I do. And so I found this video that I had downloaded from TikTok and it was about getting out of the 4D. And part of that was realizing that some people are not going to wake up in this life. So that was a big realization I had to have around the fall of 2020 that even though I was healing and growing, maybe the people that I love will never heal and grow in this life. Maybe they will never have a spiritual awakening. Maybe they'll never wake up. And that's okay. It's their path. And it was really hard for me to learn this though. Like I was really struggling. And so that was a big thing I was working on at that point in my journey too. So as I was learning about this, like respecting everyone else's journey and timing, I also really started coming into contact with this like anger that it had inside me i'm an aries rising and that's fire i have this fire inside me and sometimes i blabber and i say things before i think about them and that was something i used to do a lot more but i really started learning the power of quietness and i have this thing that i wrote down in my journal that i jotted down because i wanted to read it to you guys and it says maintaining a magnetic and strategic quietness evaluating the environment around me and my circumstances so i was really learning to embrace this to embrace the power of also silence the power of listening and so that was really something that i started implementing in my home and i think meditation was so helpful with this like it helped me one quiet my mind slow down power of now helped me a lot with this too and then just learn to not react in the moment like embracing responding instead of reacting like that was so huge for me too and so that's almost like this chapter that I would describe in my journey and then the summer ended I started dating I started dating Pedro we like if you guys don't know we're family friends and we grew up with our families knowing each other so I've always had a crush on him and and we started dating because we were both in Florida and I can make a whole story time on this if you guys want but we started dating and it was really magical the way it came about because I really think it came about for me doing all this work on myself and I remember I wrote this affirmation down that was I am whole worthy and complete and the love I seek is also seeking me and like a few days later guys like not even kidding I found this affirmation on TikTok a few days later Pedro and I hung out alone for the first time and then we started dating like four days later so I feel like when I started dating him, that almost marks like a whole other part in my journey because I was in partnership and my senior year started and because we started dating, I decided not to go back to campus and basically everyone I knew was going back, but everything around COVID was still, was still very up in the air and uncertain and it was a very chaotic time for those who were on campus, but I decided to stay home. So I experienced kind of a level of FOMO but also a level of presence and it like also felt very detached from social life and the thing about healing is that when you're alone when you're in isolation healing is much more accessible it's a lot easier but when you're around other people and you have social life as a part of your life healing takes a whole other dimension and a whole other level of commitment but in that time in the fall of 2020 I was home right? It was just me, my parents, and Pedro because my little brother went to college. So it was just the four of us. And it was honestly a very beautiful time. I was learning about being in a healthy partnership and I was continuing down this path of learning. So some of the things that I wrote down that I was learning during this time was detaching from the ego. So I read A New Earth and that was a transformative book too. It's also by Eckhart Tolle and it's a lot about the ego and realizing what the ego is and how we attach 
to identity and I was like oh my god am I like such a bad person for like attaching to all these things and I was like kind of feeling confused honestly and that was a lot of healing too and then I read the power of the subconscious mind which was also a really transformative book so I started realizing the power of our subconscious the power of the beliefs that we have that we're not aware that we have and how we can change them with subconscious reprogramming with writing affirmations before bed with hypnosis with different things so started getting into that and I started learning a lot more about money as energy there's a content creator called Natalia Benson she's amazing and I learned a lot from her about money too and respecting her money and treating money as an energy so I was doing a lot of work on that too but like more preliminarily and eventually I did more but I just started learning a lot about that and then I also read a book called the old souls guidebook so I was learning about souls and reincarnation and I was kind of diving into that side of spirituality a little more and learning about the south node and the north node in astrology which are our pointers to past lives and this life and what we're learning as souls so I kind of started doing this work on learning about souls and learning about all of that and that was really cool and really interesting for me and I loved learning about that like that that was a loophole that like I remember staying up late learning about like I would stay up until midnight until 1 1 a.m. because I was reading this book and I was so fascinated and I was journaling and I was just like on this rabbit hole that was so interesting to me. So come the end of 2020, a lot of growth had happened. I completely felt like a different person by the end of the year. And I remember going into 2021, I started feeling a little bit more angsty where I was like, oh my gosh, I'm graduating in five months and I haven't been back to campus and everyone's there. So I kind of started playing around with the idea of going back to campus and I remember in January my family was moving houses so we were in between moves which happened in February and I was still learning a lot about astrology at that time I did needle charts 101 course by Natalia Benson and I received Reiki healing for the first time which was very powerful and then come March I decided to go back to Penn so I decided to go back to campus and that was also a lot of grow for me because it was about me coming back to an old environment as a new version of myself as a healed version of myself as an evolved carolina and i was honestly a little scared i was like what is it going to be like i was scared that people wouldn't want to hang out with me anymore that i would just wouldn't get along with people i was worried that everyone was already in their world and i wasn't a part of it anymore like there was a lot of fear that came up but i ended up going and i remembered that it was a lot (laughs) because it was the same environment like I was different and I remember I arrived there and I felt a lot more positive energy and it was definitely a much more positive experience than I had earlier on in my college years but I still kind of fell to some old habits and I ended up partying a little bit more heavily and I ended up falling to these old habits and feeling like oh my gosh why am I reverting to this old version of me that I don't want to be anymore and there was a lot of self-judgment And there was a lot of imposter syndrome, honestly, guys. Like, at that time, I remember I was like, who am I to be talking about health to other people online? But at the same time, like, being a 22-year-old, 21-year-old, being a college student, social life is a part of health, too. And friends are a part of our health, too. And so, a little did I know, I was learning a lot about balance through imbalance, through black and white thinking and... I remember I just like didn't feel inspired by the space that I was in. So there was definitely challenges at hand. But at the same time, there was a lot of really positive things happening. It was the end of an era. And I was really just letting myself enjoy it. I was like, it's the end of college. Go big or go home. Enjoy. Like the COVID vaccine had just come around. Everyone was feeling more positive overall. So I was just riding the wave. I launched Luna the podcast. And I also was just conflicted emotionally. I wasn't sure if I wanted to go into the corporate world. But I had committed to a job. And I was going to go into it and I was like, oh my gosh, but like, am I making the wrong decision? La la la. Like I had so much doubt clouding my vision and I was just really falling back to one of the biggest points of the power of now, which is overthinking the future. Overthinking, trying to plan and trying to predict what the future would be instead of being in that moment, in the present moment of my life and letting myself thoroughly enjoy it. So huge learning lesson there as well. But I didn't necessarily feel like in the moment I was being spiritual, though I was, and I was expressing my spirituality a lot through the podcast and channeling it through the podcast. 
And I was also learning a lot about living a human experience and allowing myself to live a human experience too. So I remember at the end of college, I also found the book, The Untethered Soul. So I was reading that book as I ended college and that book reconnected me with some of the lessons that I had learned from Eckhart Tolle because there are lots of similarities between those two books, like Power of Now and The Untethered Soul. And then I also was doing some womb healing because I got out of birth control. So that was a lot of spiritual healing for me too, like coming back to my female body. And ultimately, I was just kind of going through this emotional turmoil jobs-wise because I felt a lot of pressure from my parents to do things. And it was a lot of like, honestly, misconceptions and thinking they weren't supportive. And a lot of inner child healing too was going on because I was learning how to be supportive to myself. I kept asking myself, why do you care so much about what your parents think? And that was because I wanted their validation. And so I started doing a lot of self-validation work, healing my inner child. And then that summer, in between graduating and starting my new job and moving to New York and all of that, that summer too was kind of like an in-between period where I felt like this old part of me was dying. Like this child self, this student self was dying. And there was a new part of me that was about to evolve. Like I was going through the metamorphosis. Like I was the butterfly that was still in the cocoon. And that summer for me was huge in money mindset healing, which is a lot of root chakra, right? It's like learning how to provide for yourself as an adult. Hopefully that's not too much jargon or too much like spiritual talk but essentially I was doing a lot of healing around fears that I had around money and my ability to be abundant with money so I invested in a course called spiritual CEO accelerator and I was reading you are a badass at making money so I was doing a lot of this money mindset healing and it was really powerful because I started attracting a lot of financial abundance and I was like whoa money is an energy and I can make a whole episode about money mindset healing and all of that too and I can bring on even my coach at the time to talk more about it. But I was doing a lot of work on that that summer. And I also remember that summer I had my first psychic reading. So I was kind of connecting to the other side, like making more contact with my angels, my guides, and still very deep in my spiritual awakening. It's almost like I was having this whole other awakening where I was realizing like all the societal beliefs that I was told, like you have to have this job, you have to do things a certain way. But no, like I don't. I can choose my reality. I can choose what I want to do. I can choose the life I want to lead. And so I was rewriting a lot of old stories and I was working with a coach at the time, as I said, for the spiritual CEO accelerator. And I was working on my role as a coach too and what I wanted to offer as a coach. So I was doing a lot of this money mindset work. And I remember that summer I was also just like, because I was in this in-between, I was dying to move to New York I was like I just want to be there already and I was again living in the future overthinking the future I wasn't enjoying the present as much as I could have because I was so focused on this like future moment that I wanted to be there already and I was like oh my god I want to have my new apartment I want to do my moving vlog I want to do all these things and I was just focusing so much in the future and I think it was because I was in this uncomfortable in between So I moved to New York and I overall had just felt kind of stagnant. I was comparing a lot of my timeline to other people's. That was a huge topic for me in the fall as well. But I started working with my coach one-on-one. I started working with my two clients that I had worked with in the fall and that was amazing. I loved working with them. I really stepped into the role of coach and we did a lot of like mindset work together and that was amazing. And then I also had my sober period from September to January And that was a lot of healing too because I, during that period, was going through a lot of triggers and I was really doing a lot of healing, learning what it's like to be comfortable with myself as I am without needing something that takes me out of myself. So it was also a time of like a little bit more isolation. I was making new friends in the city and the first few months when you move out of college, they're a little hard because the reality of being an adult and having an adult routine is completely different than the routine of a student and I spent a lot of time alone I was also long distance with Pedro because he was still in Florida so it was kind of like a lonely time and 
I also had really fallen off of a routine. So I was kind of falling out of working out and meditating. And I really was not on top of my self-care game. So a lot of the fall for me was about switching back from the just spiritual to the physical and the mental. And so I started meditating again and I started waking up earlier and I started going to yoga and I started reconnecting to movement. And that was also really helpful way for me to make friends because I was going to classes with friends in the morning so it was really 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 nice and at the same time I also was learning to live by the moon so like observing the moon phases I bought this book by Iris Daly who's a spiritual content creator so I was learning to live by the moon phases and observing how my mood changes as the moon is in sign so that was awesome and I was learning a ton about astrology and I was starting to do birth chart readings I forgot to mention my first birth chart reading that I ever received that I ever received was in March of 2021. So in the fall, after I had done even more learning, I started offering them myself and I loved doing the birth chart readings. They were so fun. And then I did another birth chart reading with a different astrologer and I learned a ton. And I started also working with the Oracle. So I bought an Oracle deck and I loved pulling cards for different moments and working with my guides that way. And that was kind of the fall. So it was a lot about reconnecting to my mental and my physical health. And then also at the same time, this period of like loneliness and sobriety and working through triggers. And I read this book called The Mountain is You. So I was learning a ton about self-sabotage and how self-sabotage is very tied to keeping yourself from doing things out of your comfort zone because you're scared of that power that you have or the best version of yourself it's like your comfort zone might be your unevolved self and maybe bringing yourself back to that unevolved self is a way of keeping yourself safe when it comes to your ego and your subconscious and so I was just learning a ton man like so much healing at the same time and in just a different way it was like almost like a second spiritual awakening and then I did a social media detox from December to January which was also a period of spiritual growth for me because I was with my family and my little cousins were visiting and I just really reconnected to my inner child and to presence. So it was almost like I reconnected to all these lessons I had learned from the power of now. And it gave me this period of silence, this period of presence, this period of awareness, this period of gratitude. And it was really awesome. And I learned a ton, a ton, a ton. And then this year, basically, like from January to now of 2022, it's been a different kind of growth. Pedro moved to New York and we live together now. And so that's, Christmas time was a lot about me reconnecting to my inner child and to my joy and I read The Alchemist again and I was also reading this book called Journey of Souls so I was learning a lot about reincarnation again and also read this book called The Signs which is how to communicate to the, with the universe and how to understand the signs that we receive like repeating numbers and butterflies and different animals and how to ask for them so I was working on that side of my spirituality as well learning so much learning a lot about how as souls, we choose this life. We choose this body. We choose the lessons we're going to learn in this life based on previous lessons, previous lifetimes, previous things we've been through. And so this year, Pedro moved to New York. I moved in with him, which was another period of growth. And this year, I've also reconnected to meditation, meditating in silence, meditating with high vibrational frequencies. I reconnected to intention setting in the mornings and as I've done this it's been a period of like on and off there are times when I'm doing it consistently and there are times when I fall off of it and then also started drinking again in February and I really learned balance so I've been learning about that journey of like the 80-20 rule like you know instead of being black and white how can I embrace the shades of gray when it comes to health how can I give myself flexibility and how can I give myself the ability to be balanced the ability to have balance in my life to be able to enjoy a nice glass of wine or a spicy marg with a friend or going out to a concert and and thoroughly enjoying it or just how to navigate balance that's been a huge theme for me in this period of life in this season of life in this year and I consider that to be spiritual growth for sure at the same time, I also, in this year, I'm kind of at a moment where I feel like I'm reconnecting to my spirituality. I also did another Reiki healing, and I forgot to mention, but I got some Reiki healing sessions done in the fall as well, but 
it was virtual and this Reiki healer was also a channel and a medium so she connected to my guides and she was able to give me some information on past lives on my own past lives which was really cool and I learned so much and it resonated so much so I had a follow-up reading with her and I learned a ton again and it really just showed me how nothing is a coincidence and everything that you learn is on purpose and for me a lot of my learning and a lot of my healing is around confidence is around boundaries it's around letting go of people pleasing it's around putting myself first and following what I desire, my heart, healing my heart. So I literally did not expect this episode to be this long, but there's so much that's a part of it. I didn't expect to talk for a whole hour to you guys about my journey, but if you're still listening, as you can see, there is a lot. And it's a lot. It's very, very nuanced and it's ups and downs. It's waves. It comes in waves. And so right now I feel like I'm at this period where I'm really learning to surrender and I'm really learning to trust. Right after I moved into the new apartment, to the new space, I had a new job opportunity come up and I was working with that same app, Sanctuary, which is the astrology app where you can talk to an astrologer via text on the go and you can also talk to psychics. So I talked to a psychic and he told me, I asked him, do you have any parting words of wisdom? And he said, look out for lions. So the next day... I'm walking to yoga. I say out loud, universe, guides, which is, this is what I learned based on that book, the signs that I was telling you about. I said like, universe, guides, angels, if I'm supposed to say yes to this new opportunity, which was like a trial period in this new job, show me a lion in the next 30 minutes in the middle of New York City. I was like, what the heck? Like, where am I going to see a lion? Like, I don't know. But I was just surrendered. I was like, I trust you. Like, I believe in you guys. I believe in your power. And like, I know that if this is meant to be, you're going to show me a lion. And so as I'm walking to yoga, this is a new apartment. I didn't know the streets. I didn't know really what I was going to walk by. I'm walking to yoga. And as I'm walking, it's like the winter in New York. It's super cold and windy. There's no one really in the streets. I look up and there's this ginormous billboard of the Lion King. Enormous, guys. And right as I'm about to pass it, it changes. Like, it goes to the Aladdin. So It was really in a split second that I walked in front of it that I saw that lion and I almost started crying. And so a big theme for me this year has been courage and the phrase, she believed she could, so she did. So it's been a lot about trusting the universe, learning to surrender, really learning to master surrender and really learning to connect to my guides, embracing transition moments. And I've also been really tuning back into those things that really helped me in quarantine, like affirmations, like self-love like meditation and frequency music and some simple things but really focusing on what's the best case scenario what's the best that could happen like saying that out loud what's the best that could happen show me how good it gets and having this perspective of positivity and trust trusting that i'm on the right time trusting that what's meant for me is already finding me it's already on the way And almost feeling this sense of like instant manifestation. Just simply by thinking, how nice would it be if XYZ? And astrology is still a big part of my life to this day. I love talking about it. I really connect with it to understand myself, my loved ones, the period of time that I'm going through. Because the astros are constantly moving and they're constantly changing signs. And we all have different birth charts. They affect us differently. And I really think that gives me peace in understanding that we're all in different timelines because of that very fact so it gives me a lot of peace and so yeah that's my journey that's how my journey has gone and I'm sure yours has been different and maybe there are similarities maybe there are similar aspects of growth that have come about for you but I feel like I touched on literally so much because I wanted to be as detailed as possible like I didn't want to just sit here and tell you guys yeah so quarantine happened and I found the power of now and then I learned to meditate and then now here I am because that's not the truth the truth is that it was literally so nuanced and so much happened and there was so much gray and there were so many different awakenings in this ginormous spiritual journey and this has only been in the span of two years (laughs) so that's to say we're all going through it and there are periods where you might feel more connected to your spirituality 
to your connection to the universe, to your connection to yourself, which is what spirituality means to me. And there are periods where you might not. Maybe you will be more focused on your mental health or your physical health, which is also okay. So hopefully this episode allowed you guys to connect on a deeper level with me. Hopefully this episode also showed you the intricacies of a spiritual journey and hopefully it also allowed you to connect with someone else who's going through it spiritually because as I said earlier in the episode when I was healing and when I was going through my journey I felt really alone and I felt like I didn't have anyone to talk to so I want you to know that the podcast community for Luna the podcast is a safe space and is a safe space where you can show up as your raw authentic spiritual self always feel free to dm me and literally if you want to talk about the ego or if you want to talk about inner child healing and just what's going on with you, if you have no one else to talk about all this with, talk to me. I am here to be a friend and I really love the fact that we're all going through it and we're all healing. And I think it's so beautiful that we have social media to reflect back to us how there are other people also learning and growing. And also trust that the right information and the right learnings and the right signs are going to find you when it's aligned and when it's meant to. I think my awakening happened at a very particular time and it happened at a very specific time in my life where I really, really needed it. And sometimes your world has to crumble for you to rebuild it. I also think a lot of people go through spiritual awakenings after moments of like breakups or things like that, which is just a funny synchronicity. Maybe you can relate to that or maybe, you know, it's when you are able to escape from the outside world and have silence or maybe it's when you come into contact with a really marking and transformative book. We all come into contact with it differently. But at the end of the day, we are all souls and we're all going through a human experience together and we're all learning similar lessons. And we're all growing. And therefore, we can all connect to each other. Because the ego's biggest lie is that we're separate, is that we're completely different and apart. But at the end of the day, we aren't. We're all going through it together. And so thank you for being here. If you listen to this entire journey, I love you. And I'm very grateful for you. And hopefully you liked it. And hopefully you feel like you connected with me on a deeper level too. So with that said, with this long-winded story coming to a close, I hope you have a lovely day. If you feel like someone would benefit from this episode, please share it with them. And if you're enjoying the podcast, a review or a rating is always appreciated. So hope you have a lovely rest of your day and I will talk to you very soon on the next episode. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com